Yeah, for the 49th time, we come to you from MA Studios. And before we begin, I just want to say that a lot of people in modern society are glorified for no reason. They're elevated to a place of status that they do not deserve. Um, they have nothing to say, nothing to offer. But in days gone by, there was great men. And Dublin has lost a great man in recent hours. So I'd appreciate if not only us here, but also listeners, wherever you may be, can observe a moment's silence to honour the, the life of writer, social commentator, and all around active and engaged human mind, Ulick O'Connor. Yeah, so today... <laughs> Fucking dog, my love. Fortunately, or perhaps unfortunately, we are in a time and an era where you are encouraged to speak your mind. If you're feeling down, um, if you're feeling like you're drowning, if you're feeling like the walls are closing in, and if you're just feeling like life is getting a little bit too much, they say it's healthy to express it. Well, there's something I need to express. Um, for the past 21 years, um, my life has been intertwined with the ongoings of the famous Manchester United Football Club. Everyone likes to have a comment. Everyone likes to have their say, but how many people feel it? Well, we're feeling it right now. Um, For five or six years, we've tried to push down the negative thoughts that surround all of our minds week in, week out, and the problems that exist in this football club. But we can't lose the run of ourselves. We can't lose sight with reality. And I don't know how many times on this show I have explained the problems of board level, explained the problems with the culture, things that the media, the mass media are beginning to pick up on now, things that they're beginning to do, like point the finger at Ed Woodward and talk about how letting Mourinho go was a mistake, even though every single person at the time was saying he had to go. But mistakes of the past aren't fixed by just doing what's entirely different. There is absolutely nobody that can argue for Ed Woodward to stay at the football club. And there's nobody that can say that the Glazers want what's best for Manchester United on the pitch. We know that. And until they sell, and until Woodward loses his role, we're probably not going to be at the forefront of English football. When we knew there was trouble with this guy was when, well, Sir Alex Ferguson, the greatest football mind of all time, Um, In his last home post-match interview against Swansea in 2013, he pointed out that Wayne Rooney no longer wanted to play for the club. Now, there's no... Wayne Rooney denies saying that, but what Fergie was doing is he was recognising that Rooney's agent, Stratford, 
is a money grabber, is a guy who wants Wayne Rooney to make as much money as possible. And Fergie knew that Rooney's hitting a stage in his career in his late 20s where he's not worth the money. Everyone knew that someone who was that good at 16 was going to struggle in their late 20s. Fergie knew that for the benefit of the club, we could actually do without Rooney. And he didn't really perform to the highest standards from 2013 on. Fergie says that he leaves that mark the first thing Ed Woodward does when Wayne Rooney is pushing for a move to Chelsea when his agent is using every big name club under the sun to try and intimidate a new manager in David Moyes and to try automatically use the negativity of Moyes as the reason Rooney left due to their already kind of up and down relationship and everything. It would have been automatic negative on Moyes yeah. and Woodward gave into that and rewards Wayne Rooney who actively was oh. behaving like a child in the summer of 2013 who was like growing a beard and all and came on that Swansea game. He gives him the highest contract in the league when he was past it. That's when the warning signs were there. That was the first knock-on effect he had in the club, and that was detrimental. It was a symbol of Woodward's culture. Throw money at things to try to solve problems, and at that you sacrifice a culture. And then in came Di Maria, etc., etc. Off goes Nanny to Sporting Lisbon on loan while his wages are paid in order for Rojo to come. And, of course, then in later years, you see him go over Fergie's judgment again, get Paul Pogba, a kid who openly left the club with his agent for higher pay and breaks the record to get an academy player back in. And when you make that risk, of course, you have to value it ahead of managers. We know the toxic culture that Woodward has created. We're aware of that. But with that being known now and agreed upon by everyone that Mourinho shouldn't have went and oh, yeah. his job at United in his first season to win the League Cup, Europa League, second season to come runner-up and get to yeah. an FA Cup final and to get to the Champions League knockout stages in both years he was able to do so when we look at that job we used to criticise his results of now that we've agreed that that's all he could do with the culture he was in we cannot lose the run of ourselves there is absolutely nobody who can say that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can be the manager of Manchester United right now he came in there was a feel-good factor we were all a bit happy especially when he got it in a caretaker role it was a good idea. Let's balance the club up for the rest of the season. But then when he got the permanent job, obviously with the results that had happened, it was freakish. He was breaking records. He won the most Premier League games off the bat crazy. that any manager ever had done. It was ridiculous. No one really could have argued with it. But Edward Woodward's job is to keep a level head and not have that fan excitement. And there was also that bit of shock like when someone's friend dies or when a family member dies and you know that I can't believe they've got Ali Solskjaer in he's managed Mulder and Cardiff he wouldn't get a job in the championship there's that bit of original shock where you're just going oh yeah maybe maybe it was the best thing and you never know I'm, I'm so presume he's glad he went that way at least the last thing he said was with a smile on his face before he died in a car crash and you try to make positives out of it lie to yourself I know that Woodward has ran the club into the ground but there's no need to make things worse. Context has to be taken into consideration. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, if he wasn't getting the Manchester United job, would not be getting the Stoke one. He wouldn't be getting the Middlesbrough one. Great player. Have his jersey framed on my bedroom wall as a child that I got printed Solskjaer 20 on and I went to Manchester and then waited in Tallis Stadium in the United Arsenal Reserve game until he turned around and signed it. He made me happy when skies are grey. As a man, nobody can dislike him if you're red. But as a football manager, he has no tactical know-how. His selection has been appalling and he has no leadership skills. Yes, I know we have injuries, but we are in danger of going down. Of going down. Now, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of people who think that we're Manchester United and the Old Trafford results on their own will drag us up because under Van Gaal, even under Moyes and under Mourinho, they did so. Van Gaal was a three-time European Cup finalist manager, European Cup winner. Jose Mourinho had won the treble with Inter. He'd won the Premier League three times. Even under Moise, Ferdinand, Vidic, Evra, Rooney, Van Persie, Carrick, Giggs, the bones were still there. Right now, there is nothing. You don't just make up for mistakes by doing the exact opposite thing. Because we sacked... Moyes, which was the correct decision. Yeah. Sometimes, like you can't just say every, you can't just buy into this culture of becoming a sacking club. This no. whole Newcastle thing of you don't want to do it the Man United way. Yeah, I know it wasn't the Manchester United way to sack managers. Van Gaal was let go unfairly, so was Mourinho. Moyes yeah. wasn't. But it, 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 it's, it's like if it was the 1500s and there was these societies that were doing these really deluded things called witch hunts and let's say witch hunts symbolise modern football and they're not giving managers time yeah. and you were accusing people of being witches this was a serious thing in the 1500s they, they say 100,000 lives were lost burnt at the stake of Killing witchcraft people. and let's say we just had this really sophisticated knowledgeable leader who is Fergie who yeah. just knew this is not true the game's going wrong and how you win is just keeping players motivated don't buy if there's not value in the market I'm talking when the game went mad in the 10s and Fergie remained cool and he didn't buy the Schneiders and he didn't give in to fans demands for quality and he'd play Darren Fletcher and he'd get to a European Cup final and he'd play the De Silva Twins and he'd play Party Song and he just knew how to manage and let's say everyone else was, was burning these witches they were sacking man they are doing crazy shit that didn't make sense so then that leader steps down and we are anti-witch hunt. We just don't do it. It's crazy. But the odd time, I know it's not our culture, there's still a witch who's in there. Moisey was walking around with a talking black cat. Whether or not it was our culture, he had to get rid of him. He had to go. Ollie Solskjaer is flying on a fucking broom. He's a witch. He needs to be burnt. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. You don't make up for things by going, okay, yeah, finally we have Ollie Solskjaer. It's a black community in America in the 1960s and Woodward and the Glaciers of the unequal treating government yeah. who believe in white supremacy. Martin Luther King was a great advocate of that. And let's say we wanted that character who could fight back against the board and believe in young players and stuff. Although all he's doing is really copying Fergie. He's I mean, wrong. he's recently said that you have to win your home group games. Yeah. And as long as you get a draw away from home, you have a chance of going through. You know, Man United oh, way, you know, we play with wingers. It's attacking. Yeah. It's playing with wingers. Do you know what I mean? I, I guarantee you that if he's still here in January and we win two games of the bounce, he's going to go, it's always been the Man United way. We always come good around this time of year. Squeaky bum time. It's, it's, it's nearly a comedy and it would be like having a guy who stands for all the right things and Martin Luther King but instead of saying I have a dream and giving these deadly deadly speeches he's going I have a sneaky feeling I have a sneaky feeling that I will sit at a table and it just doesn't resonate and it just doesn't work you don't go oh he stands for the right things we're going to keep him we go no guys I'm real I'm real into the civil rights movement and I'm really really towards trying to make blacks matter in society but I just don't think this guy is the guy I think there's somebody else character this whole concept of not sacking him because what does that do I'll tell you what it does it makes us not come 15th it doesn't get Woodward out it doesn't realign the club's meaning or idea of how football works but it gives us a fucking chance it might maybe makes us come third or yeah. second or get in cup finals this whole rebuilding thing with Solskjaer it is too risky 
Cooper He's not man. qualified for the job. Mason Greenwood against AZ Alkamar, 18-year-old, all the promise in the world, has a nightmare on Elm Street. Happens when you're 18. It's what, it's what occurs. And what does Solskjaer do when he comes off the pitch? He shakes his hand and gives him a big fucking smile. Yeah. You give that a bollocking. So what's the answer? What will, what will Ed Woodward do? Well, possibly, if, if you look at our next three games... Liverpool at home, yeah. Norwich and Bournemouth away from home. Away. Let's say we get because like Bournemouth away, that looks manky to me. So does Norwich that looks so does not. It's an away game. You just yeah, can't give us three points in an no. away game, but not even with our man, with our actual team. team yeah. Look yeah, at our team, win. man. Score, yeah. Look at our actual team. Liverpool. Well, well, I don't think I don't think they'll come to Old Trafford and and win because yeah, no. there is still that little bit of an inferiority complex. Which, by the way, there should be. I'm, I'm, and I've, I've tried to keep the United Liverpool thing to a minimum throughout the history of this show because there's a lot of Liverpool people out there who are listening. But I hope that a lot of these Liverpool fans were the same boys who are still tuning in when Roy Hodgson was at the helm and suddenly haven't whipped back out the the Liverbirds and the WNYA tattoos they got put on them, pissed in Magaluf to show just how much of a fan they were. Because at the end of the day, I'll listen to criticism from from Chelsea fans yeah. by the way an underrated team this year going under the right. radar Lampard's doing what Solskjaer thinks he can do yeah, because right. he has winners around him Willian two leagues Aspilcoeta two leagues Alonso league Kante two leagues and then he's throwing in the Abrahams yeah. the Mounts that's how it works players who've already played under him at Derby yeah. in that centre half as well and Mounts yeah, played under him at Derby it works that's a plan for me that looks like it makes sense they're going under the radar their, their season's been pretty crazy take out their loss against us where they literally thought you scored by hitting the post yeah. and Kante wasn't playing they lost to Liverpool very unfortunately and the draw at home to Sheffield United they kind of got skanked late goals Yeah, and even the Leicester draw they yeah, were unlucky they were unlucky they're a good side I wouldn't overly rule them out this season I think there's slight right. comparisons to the Kante side slow start they had 16 points from the first 8 games this Chelsea team is 14 I think they're going to do something this season yeah, Lampard knows what he's doing. He has much more I think they're a scary side. But as good as Liverpool are looking, and as remarkable of a centre-half as Virgil van Dijk is, I yeah. said when he was at Southampton player, yeah. in, on many bar stools and was told to leave many bars for saying, when he was at Southampton, I think he's the best centre-half in the world. People were going mental. They were saying Varane. They are saying Thiago Silva. I say, no, I think van Dijk might be the best centre-half in the world. Yeah, it's it's a very good Liverpool side. But... The media and their fans, I, I really, until you're on a podium with the league title, I don't even want them commenting on United. Because the last time Liverpool won the league, George Bush was president. The, 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 the dead one. He was born in 1924. Divorce was illegal in Ireland. You, you just weren't allowed leave yeah, your wife. You weren't, you weren't allowed to break up, basically. The government were forcing you because you said something to keep doing. How weird is that? How is it even their business? Yeah. Nope. You have to still be together by law. The following NFL franchises weren't founded. Carolina Panthers, Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Houston Texans. They were teams. <laughs> they were not teams. Kenny Dalglish played a league game that season. He? he is 68. And Messi, the greatest footballer ever, who more or less reinvented the game, was 22 months old. Zach Morris was still bringing two school bags to school, one for his fucking phone. 
That's how long ago it was when Liverpool last won a league. So can we just have some respect here? Even if they got the odd one done in the tens, let's say they let's say say they won two three, out of nowhere, two, and it was three, yeah. we won thirteen and they won two in the last thirty years. Then comments. maybe the comments and all. But yeah. seriously, since even the pass back rules been gone, since Sky have been showing top flight English football, they haven't won it. So can just stay out of our fucking business. Yeah, that's fair enough. But any Reds out there who think no same old doesn't solve anything by sacking a manager, of course it does. Who do you get in? The the answer is quite obvious. Does Ed Woodward get Poch in? Probably. Why does he get Poch in? Because he likes making decisions at the wrong time. When does he give Solskjaer's contract? After his first loss. Yeah. When does he get Mourinho in? After his worst season ever. When does he get Van Gaal in? When, he's, when he is oh. old news. When he's already had a slightly negative media turn. Yeah. Like Mourinho had already had a slightly negative media turn. What's Pochettino getting for the first time? He's getting grief. He's getting hot under the collar, his face is getting red, and he's starting to not even look that handsome. Is he getting a bit fat? Yeah, let's get him in. Let's Manchester United get him win. No, absolutely not. Just from the media, not the answer. Uh, He's also improved and hasn't won a trophy. The answer is Allegri. We need to get a manager who isn't overly proven, like a Van Gaal and Mourinho, who's already so arrogant that they can't function with that level of yeah. board and that level of control. We can't get someone who can get swallowed up, who's never like won Pochettino. something like Moyes or Pochettino. You need someone like Ancelotti when he went to Chelsea, like Conte when he went to Chelsea, like Mourinho when he went to Chelsea. Proven, but still a lot more to prove. Yeah. Wants to answer critics who say he can't do it in another country. This guy's an underrated manager. If you look at his career, it is absolutely scary. Goes to Sassuolo. Yeah? Yeah. Gets them promoted to Serie B. Okay. Straight off the bat. Two goes to B. Yeah. Gets, yeah. Get, then gets goes for the first time. Yeah. Goes to Calgary. Yeah. Comes ninth in 2009. Their highest finish in 15 years was manager of the year ahead of Jose Mourinho. Eventually goes to AC Milan and in 2011 season wins their first league since 2004. People only think about this guy in Juve terms. He was crazy then. Going to get into the Champions League knockout consistently and then he goes to Juve. He wins the double four times. He wins the double four times and was in a Champions League final for a treble twice. He rebuilt the side. After the 15th season when Vidal, Perlo and Tevez left, they were 11 points off of Christmas. Were they? As opposed to crumbling up and taking the transition, he rebuilt the side a bit, won that league and created his second great side, got to a Champions League final again. He's tactically versatile. He is an exciting manager. He knows how to build a side. He comes to United. Apparently, he's learning English right now. Is he? But I like the fact that he's so foreign that he might not overly even be able to communicate with Ed Woodward. He'll just be so gone from that kind of corrupt corporate culture. You get him in the side, and yes, it doesn't mean that Woodward's there and we start signing the right players and the club starts valuing trophies over money. But it means that if Marcus Rashford's playing the way he's playing now, he gets an angry Italian screaming in his face. Yeah. And not Oli Sarshaw going, you know, we've all went through ups and downs. Let's not forget what Teddy went well, through that time. You need Allegri in there. That's the answer. Teddy. That's how Manchester United recovers. Oli, it's been a great idea. And I don't call for managers out. Yeah. The only one I've ever called for out was Miza because that was just comedy. But sadly, you cannot get 17 points in your last 16 league games. I am just sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can't not like it's it's all well and good that he's rebuilding and he has the ideas. But what are the ideas? What are the ideas on the pitch, Ollie? And Michael Carrick, could you could you unless you're getting unless you're getting your boots back on and you're having a kickabout, go on. Go on, lads, pack it up, get out of here. Ollie, 
legend icon and you're not going to give up this money how could you you no. probably went from making 400 grand a year at Molda in a fishing town to telling his wife love we're going up to make 6 million I can't, they've actually contacted me and now it's permanent I'm probably going to make it around 6 million a year whatever he and makes like he won't resign so how can he resign but as fans you're not doing us any favours for saying going all anti-Woodward now remain anti-Woodward remain anti-Glazer but come on guys let's face up to it Ollie Solskjaer needs to go and it doesn't feel good saying that it does not feel good saying that but they say it's they say it's good to talk and I needed to talk I needed to get it off my off my chest here we go episode 49 MA show but that's enough like I'm not going to go any more in to explain why Ollie Saucer has to leave like what an honour it would be to even break bread with Ollie Solskjaer yeah. was always a hero remains a hero was put in a position that he couldn't reject but unfortunately didn't have the ability to operate a great guy remains a Manchester United legend um, and it would be strange for you as fans to even want to see him be put through this anymore because like yeah but Fergie turned it around and there was a sign saying Salah Fergie no, and then Mark Robbins scored against Nottingham Forest yeah guys if Fergie had retired after Aberdeen he would have retired in the top 10 managers ever he broke the old firm three times he won the Scottish Cup numerous times. He beat Real Madrid in the Cup Winners' Cup final with Aberdeen. And no, it wasn't different back then. Rangers and Celtic used to win the league every fucking year. Yeah. The old firm has been broken something like four times in the last 60 years. Three times it was by Fergie's Aberdeen. It's not the same. So that ideology, it's it's just wasting your time. But that's the stupidest thing. But, again, who puts Osher in this position? Eddie Woodward. And what does Eddie Woodward represent? Everything wrong with modern society. It, the qualifications over talent. Yeah. Fa- uh, figure, fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figures over facts. Because he has a piece of paper, kept his head down, was nice to everyone, played golf when necessary, Good. did his accounting exam, studied, did a bit of banking, he's ended up in a position of power. This whole idea that it kind of symbolized the modern world that anybody can do anything it's a protection mechanism for the untalented we've set up a system now where we've unathletic guys going in and been personal trainers who are now telling people that you eat less food you move more and you lose weight yeah we all know the actors in the 1940s knew the same thing in fact it's been known since the stone age that if you eat a lot of grub there's going to be excess fat on your body and if you move less you don't burn it off it's very simple and now they're now they're showing us pictures of them and their bird on holidays with her being wedged by a thong. Yeah, it's sad. We have guys who were born to be builders, a great handyman, great with their hands, so necessary in society. Going back now and doing accounting at like thirty two. They're not accountants. Their personality is, in fact, they're better guys than that in terms of that they're out there. They're they're confident. They're impactful. They're funny. But they have a qualification, so we are now probably going to have accountants who, by the way, great guys, boring dudes who knew what their role in society was, but unfortunately we're probably going to have the wrong guys doing it in 20 yeah, years. Course, yeah. um, the concepts like networking. Networking used to just be called having a fucking personality, being able to connect with other humans. Was Michael Collins networking when <laughs> he was arranging his spies in London? Was he networking then? Or was he just been a bit of a chancer? He died at 31, you tell me. They have qualifications for absolutely everything now and it doesn't allow for the right people to be in the right positions. And Ed Woodward, if banking can get you to be making football decisions for a football club where then we're in the fucking wrong world. Everyone's trying out everything. No. 
there's a lot to be said. Yeah, of course, the old way of not letting certain people do things and being so closed off was wrong, but we're also going too far. We, we've people you now all over the media, all over YouTube, putting up videos that they think's comedy, but then they go on other things and talk about how, how hard they have to try at it. Yeah. Or we've musicians talking about how they were in the studio for a month straight and we were trying to get the right chord progressions and then the lyrics said, no, Paul McCartney woke up yesterday in his head. Yeah, they don't Noel the Gallagher wrote Supersonic in 20 minutes, pissed while waiting for a Chinese to come. Did he? With the rest of Oasis in another room. This whole thing of that's all about work ethic, yeah, self-belief. Talent. If you vi- envisage something, you can get it. It's all talent. Everyone talks about like Conor McGregor sold the concept of work ethic brilliantly but like all his gym work and his discipline isn't what got him to the top no, it was his off the cuff humour yeah. it was his off the cuff personality I don't necessarily think he's overly funny but fuck me did you know how to engage a room of yeah. Americans his weightlifting and his patience in the gym and his studying of human movement and doing what Coach Kavanagh said didn't get him anything no, he just made people fall for him yes he was, his, his talent was his personality so as much as you have to respect the whole modern culture of you can work for anything, it is a bit tragic because it's it's making people, lead people into be in situations that they shouldn't be in. It's not really admired to be deadly at something naturally anymore. Mm. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No. It's all about like Marcus Rashford works on his finishing every day. He's running about. He's with all he's taking him. He knows to take the extra touch. I don't remember Wayne Rooney getting coached. Yeah, I just remember an absolute nice. maniac running around the pitch screaming at people with a first touch that would kill a ball stone dead and lungs that didn't seem to tire even though he was carrying excess weight. Talent people are really criticised yeah. for having too much talent. Yeah. And Given so much hate yeah. for being talented that they will just ruin you. Look yeah. at poor old Ravel Morrison. Exactly, yeah. Like, Ravel Morrison, of course, fucked it all away, but if this was the 1980s or 90s, he still would have played 200 league games and got an England cap, and then he would have fucked it up. Well, like, he's back at Sheffield United, yeah. like, but, after all but, those... But, but like, his roles at Birmingham and West Ham, I just fucked out too early because yeah. he wasn't working for it. Fucking nutritionists, personal trainers, advising on what to eat, advising on what to put in your mouth, repeatedly bite down, swallow, and then shit out. A remarkably personal act. Who cares? <laughs> Like, they, look at it, I have a beard now. Yeah, I'm growing a beard because I want to prove to all those guys who have beards and think it's an achievement and nearly make it their personality and have an Instagram nearly dedicated to their beard and their girlfriend is in on the joke and gets the beard oil and they talk about the growth and how hard it was, that it's just a bit of fucking manky hair that grows on your face. Do you know what I mean? Go into the tribal Amazon and see the fucking beards. We're making every you nearly have to work for your beard now. Yeah. Everything's so serious, you know, you have to make sure the growth's there, you have to keep the maintenance, you have to trim it, you have to use the oil. Like the world's gone so disgusting and it just leads to lies, at least to people being the wrong thing. Like since we've done that porno podcast, yeah. there's been a few weirdos. I'm not gonna lie, but a That's few weirdos following us on Twitter. And there's one guy called Steve, and Steve's a carer. Now Good guy, Steve. Well, back in the 50s or 60s, because the kind of certificate Steve got to do what he's yeah. doing didn't really exist, they would have just kind of had a bit of a chat with him and just gone, no, we don't really fancy looking after okay. our elderly. Because Steve's tweet... Here's here's a bit of action on Steve's Twitter recently. Um, watched Rocketman last night. Bloody good film. Yeah, it's not. It's an okay tweet. Sorry, There's nothing too wrong with that. Next one, Love Doc Martens. That's not the worst. The next one's a video of an overweight porn star <laughs> opening up her arse crack. And it says, Or T, if you would fuck me in front of my hubby. <laughs> um, next one, Steve. That feeling of when alarms aren't set in the morning. He's happy about it. Obviously, he's the day off. The next one. 
my husband's out with his mates having a quiet night until he comes back. Who wants me to ruin him? Steve, do it. He doesn't know her. She, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. And, and the next day he's waking up and he's going to look after a few people with special needs and be there for them. And then there's free time. And there's 10 or 20 of these. He's demanding. He's demanding what this overweight and quite clearly um, disturbed woman is doing with a variety of weapons she's she's placing in her genitalia and I say this and you can laugh and yeah, it is quite no, it funny sounds, but it's scary stuff Steve and that's the world we've yeah. allowed for we've allowed for it because Steve got a certificate yeah Steve Steve's not a carer Steve yeah he worked hard he's not a talented carer no. Ed Woodward is not a football man he's an accountant yeah. we have to have some kind of gauge of the reasons why people are fucking doing things as opposed to just saying anyone can do anything they can't anyone can't do anything you're born certain ways it's a yeah, stupid theory yeah but that's our society that's our society it, it's it's crazy like I was I used to be kind of against the way women homosexuals um, were treated in Islamic culture and their whole attitude towards praying I thought it was barbaric I thought it promoted hate and I still would hold some of those views yeah, hold them, but yeah. having been in the mosque last week yeah. and looking at the community I go yeah this is berserk but they're more normal than us you think they're kinder or I think they're more normal than us I think the fact that they are recognising or at least making up that there's a higher power keeps them slightly sane. And in their culture, you will never have somebody like Kim Kardashian basically replace God. Social climbing only can carry so much weight if you are all in on this thing that you have to meet Allah and pray to him five times yeah. a day. Um, humans are more loyal. Selfishness is less common. Yeah, just- they are thinking, we are all judged in the eyes of Allah, not each other. So although religion, even our society, has allowed for the liberation of so many great things, it has also created a very, very deluded society that has no other meaning than making sure they are promoting themselves Sometimes, to the maximum yeah. while they're here because there's no higher power. So yeah. when there's no higher power, what do we do? We play a battle for attention here because this is what matters now. So that's the sad thing about being part of the first non-religious generation. It was sort of self-out in 25, 30 years. But right now, it's so, fucking crazy. I'd rather be part of a Muslim culture where I have to pray five times a day, get down on my knees, be real strict diet, not drink, not do any of that, than live in a world where people genuinely are okay with Kim Kardashian being the most yeah. important female figure on planet Earth. These Muslims don't promote themselves or talk about their own lives. Not really, because there's no real need as much. Loyalty's yeah. more there. Conversations are less shallow. They look a man and judge him less off um, his status yeah. in a shallow society and judge him more on how he is in the eyes of Allah yeah. because that's what matters to them. So although it is warped, unusual and freakish, their actual day-to-day communication and the things they value like eating, mealtime, like one of the only factual human functions, feed yourself. They value that. Value it. Yeah, yeah value like timing around it, ingredients, yeah. the whole experience of it. Uh, and yes, they make sex way too sacred, but they also kind yeah, of yeah. value it. They attach meanings to things in the eyes of Allah. And that generational connection exists because people can know their granddad because what the granddad value? Allah. What the great granddad value? Allah. What does dad value? Al ah. I think they make it too uh, too group orientated though. It does give a sense of, of course. being scary around it. Yeah, yeah, of course, when you're an outsider though as well. And I think that our generational gap just won't exist because the world's gone mental. Like uh, granddads in Western culture, a lot of them are using their hands. Then down the line, 
world was made slightly easier because production became easier so their sons didn't have to use their hands yeah. anymore they could go into offices and pick up a phone but now the guys who had to go into offices and hate their job for 40 years are watching their sons who don't have the same qualifications and have only been doing it a year make double their money because technology is allowed for it yeah. so life gets easier and then that connection of what do we have in common is leaving because there isn't that root point of Allah but how are you in the eyes of Allah and people just aren't knowing each other in different generations. So although I've been critical of religion and Islamic culture, having been in the mosque recently and spoke with figures from the Islamic community, yeah, I still think it's absolutely freakish, but it's much less freakish than us. Like, you think they're barbaric. We think their views are barbaric. But what would they think of this? Just think about this. They value life, Allah. What would they think of somebody having unprotected sex for pleasure, yeah, and then just kind of like they could survive they have the money to have the kid it would just be such a pain in the arse they'd probably have to live in a much smaller place for five years but they could still feed everyone but and, and still function and still yeah. live and, and have a life day to day but because it doesn't suit their exact financial budget they terminate the life of that future they child they created crazy. what do you think they think of that? I think they think that's crazy yeah and we're going around judging them because they're females where they do hijabs and stuff understandably so yeah. no one's saying that what they do is right it is no. crazily wrong but what do you think they think of your willy nilly abortions I think they think it's shocking they yeah. think that's a bigger form of extremism than anything they I do think they think people putting their arse on Instagram and in thongs and promoting their bodies would be crazy as well and not only in the way of don't show that that no. is wrong but in the way of the physical pressure it's putting on other people I'd be very interested to see the suicide stats uh, from the Muslim community in comparison to western culture um, they think you're greedy they think you're bullies they think you put pressure on each other to value things that aren't real at least the things they pressure is all a level playing field Allah is a mythical thing love Allah or yeah. we won't love you but it's a level playing field for everyone what we're telling each other to do is value this or our society won't love you. Agree with that anti-intellectual bullshit and agree that follows and likes are important and play along with the fact that everyone's allowed to lie about their life and say nothing or we don't value you. Yeah. And do something that none of your grandparents or your parents and all did. Literally just do this thing that was invented because a lawyer's daughter screwed a black guy and made a tape of it. So do you think religion has a role still in society in, no, in later no, years? No, I think religion's completely made up, but I think we haven't actually got rid of religion. We've yeah. created a new religion called the social media religion. Religion now is online, and the stares you used to get if you were having a kid out of wedlock in 1950s Ireland is now the same thing as if you don't value Instagram or you, you don't watch Love Island and you think it's all bullshit. You're actually viewed as wrong when... Yeah you're kind of just going, this makes no sense. And people in the 50s who used to shag and not have to get married in the eyes of the Lord were secretly going, this makes no sense. Yeah. But they were sent to a convent. But, maybe but now people of today are sent to an emotional convent for not playing along in this fucking bullshit. And not agreeing that Marcus Rashford um, can get away with playing badly because the odd like 12-year-old sets up a Twitter and, and calls him racist terminology. Yeah. Well, maybe religion has a role to play without those stupid rules of the wedlocks and everything no. like that. No, because that is religion. One religion, meaning, no, religion yeah. is power. It gives power to a source that's always going to take it. It's completely wrong. It has absolutely no fucking meaning. <laughs> it's all made up. You just need to find a balance with it. You don't replace it with something equally as shallow because Instagram isn't real either. 
it doesn't offer you an afterlife, a spiritual connection. Yeah. It's a waste of fucking time. What happens to your Instagram when you die? Just. Do you know what I mean? What is crazy. the point of it? There's nothing, there's no point to it. Your no. Instagram is your old religious faith. It's like, I died, I came to church every day, and now, look, there's no meaning, I shut off, it's gone. What is the point in social media and Instagram of promoting your own life and every holiday you went on when you're 82, think you're going to go, oh, that trip to Naples was great. Do you remember we put up the picture of the two cappuccinos we got in the airport, and then we put up the picture of our Prosecco that night in the boomerang? Mm. No. That's a waste of fucking time. What people you say is, I remember I went to Naples and I got in a moped with an Italian man yeah. called Roberto and then he took Living. me for a pizza slice and we danced all night. Yeah, I get that. Living is where my memory should be rather than... Of course. And even little things that aren't on social media, like how we betray each other, like in the Quran, gambling is viewed as a sin. It's viewed as sinful behaviour. Yeah. It's, it's completely wrong. They think it'll, it, it tears apart families. It tears apart the man. And if you actually sit down and look at it, the, the regulation towards gambling in Ireland are absolutely appalling. Yeah. The fact that, and England, and, and all these countries, that people can go in, it's money. It's too important because kids are eating off. But the fact that a dad who has an addiction, because that's what can happen with gambling yeah. in terms of, I think it nearly, people could argue it exceeds drugs and alcohol because it can be hidden. You can't see it. So... There's no physical characteristics of it. The fact that he can go down to a bank and take out 80 grand that his kid needs to be educated and when he loses it, it's not replaced and the kid pays the price for an addiction of an adult. Like factually, his education yeah, and his dinner is, is put into question because of it. And because these evil guys are marketing and selling a concept of negative to positive thought, negative to positive thought. How can someone want that buzz? Watch an NFL game. Do you know what I mean? And, no. you need, and, and the man needs every down. He's going, oh, I'm not going to win. Oh, I'm win. It just completely encaptures you. And they advertise it so incorrectly and so morally wrong on every single platform. Yeah, that I'm not works. saying get rid of gambling, but there should be rules. If you want to put 50 grand into an investment company, uh, what, what happens? You go in, you meet representatives, and sometimes there might even be a lawyer present. I believe that if you want to gamble, they should set up syndicate groups, or you should go into Paddy Power headquarters, whatever. You should say, I want to invest 5000 into my gambling, and they should go, 5000 is what you're putting in grand. Limit. Done. Yeah, and if you it. want to put in more, we meet again, we check your bank accounts, we get a financial advisor, we see it like that. You can't just willy-nilly go to a bank because you have an addiction and throw on 25k that your kids and wife need, no, and lose it, and it's not replaced, because it's thrown in your face and it's taking over sport and it's on every jersey and every ad what do you think Muslims would make of that treatment of fellow man appalling appalling so we say oh but have you seen the way they act towards homosexuals absolutely it's completely wrong and they go look how you act towards addicts Hmm. all you do is manipulate them and encourage them to give you more of their money to make their life worse that's the most evil shit I've heard they look after their brethren in a better way as well so there's pros and cons to both there is yeah appalling absolutely appalling on a lighter note um, I believe that you've had a bit of a health scare recently there is um, what? there's a heart condition oh yeah I'm actually getting a check tomorrow so uh, just a hereditary maybe heart issue but sure again it's so kind of sad so. though isn't it the way we all talk about life every day and all geared towards these things and debatably only the thing that matters is genetics and your hereditary environment like yeah at the end of the day if you look at the things that affect your health your socioeconomic background affects it that's luck you can't decide what you were born into your lifestyle 
but again your lifestyle could be based off addiction which is a hereditary no it's a, oh, an, an, a hereditary condition like if, yeah. if your dad's an addict you're more likely to be an addict and also then forget health things like your appearance if you're good looking or ugly unfortunately it affects your life so much regardless yeah. of your gender and not just in terms of jobs or what wife you get but the all round respect Pretty you command much. if you are sweeter on the eye and all based off genetics and the look of who your dad decided to impregnate and put a sperm into if you're sweeter on the eye you will have a better life I think you're showing this different and like you poor right? little first of all you are Ireland's best Veronica Gearan impersonator you, yeah. I mean look at your hair. hair but secondly now you have a heart condition well, like, I don't, definitely. Well, yeah, maybe. But what are we looking at? Like, oh, are you going to die at 40? Just get a pacemaker put in. Just, when? Yeah, I'm joking. How likely that. are you to die of a heart attack um, young? I will find out uh, in the next week. Or That's day. absolutely tragic. You've a terrible yeah. ticker. Apparently, yeah. Why? Um, genetically. And the, the men ahead of you have had terrible tickers? Terrible tickers. Granddad died running one day. Boom. Oh, my. Just good night, Vienna. Good night, Vienna. At what age? 49, yeah. Yeah, it's just... It's just tragic the the role of genetics and how humorously we uh, we avoid recognizing them and yeah. how they are everything. Like even smokers are more likely to get cancer from it based off their kind of cellular yeah. genetics. Like do you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. You're they should you, your genetic. You should when you're born, you should get a list of things you can and can't do based off likelihood, and it should be like avoid smokes because you're likely to avoid yeah. the salt. Do you know what I mean? Maybe why why, why do we make it so equal? Yeah. What are your thoughts? and you're probably going to have a problem with this on because um, the Nobel Peace Prize has been announced on Friday um, yeah. previous winners Theodore Roosevelt yeah. Desmond Tutu yeah. John Hume yeah. Mother Teresa yeah. some pretty remarkable names in there but the bookies favourite and again the fact that they even have odds on that it's ridiculous yeah. Greta Thurnberg, yeah, sixteen-year-old woman, which for me sums up modern society. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to comment on Greta because the money and the marketers behind her have deliberately chosen her so they can negate any criticism by claiming that you're making fun of a young girl. When people criticise the whole Greta situation, we're not criticising her. She's the one who's been manipulated so cruelly by like guys who were involved. Yeah. She wasn't just organically found. There's no, a PR obviously. guy and all who's involved, very successful investment banking firm who's behind Is the whole true? thing. Yeah. Yeah. The way they do it, like the fact that she got that boat to New York, yeah. you know, the carbon boat. They said four people had to fly over. Yeah. What have wasted less emissions if they'd just flown over? They're doing something so cruel in front of all of our eyes yeah. by using a girl who has Asperger's and obsessive thoughts. So, like, yes, she might be very passionate about the environment, but when she imagines a polar bear drowning, yeah. she overrates it and overthinks about it because she has a she? she has a condition that's really bothering her. I grew up, we all grew up with guys who had these conditions, and they get really, really worked up about menial things. Greta is getting really, really, really passionate. And she's making some pretty bold claims about the world being over in eleven years yeah. and stuff like this. Like, and now, and I'm not questioning her intellect, is. but her mind is is playing tricks on her. She's completely overrating it, um, and way too paranoid. And they're deliberately using someone who can present that paranoia publicly because they have a condition to make you not be able to question it, and also to hammer their point home to make themselves profit in the long run. Yeah. How does she recover from that at 22? She doesn't. Uh, let's say, let's say, like, what what are people going to say to her? Like, do you know, I mean, she's 22 that. years of age. Do you remember you were doing that? 
and on the stage you know what I mean it like really you monsters how dare you yeah. she's getting applauded for doing it everyone's in on the whole fact yeah. of using her she's, she's going up and butchering people and, and screaming at them and going oh yeah, you tell us, Greta. Do you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous, and you're not allowed to say it when you're trying to actually defend the young girl. She's 16. Four years ago, she was 12. This whole thing that we can comment on Greta and give her a fake award on Friday to make her think that she's in on it. I think she's smart enough to know they're manipulating her long term. Anyway. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's a disgrace. But if she has a mental disease, maybe she's just going to... No, but she doesn't have a mental disease. She has Asperger's. It doesn't mean she's not self-awareness long term. Yeah, it just means okay? that there's certain elements of life that her mind... And sometimes it's beneficial. Yeah, like it yeah. does, it, it can benefit them intellectually and in their ability to kind of take in information. But it does lead to excessive levels of anxiety yeah. over certain periods. So they're using that now for profit. They're they're making a show of a young girl who's powerless, who can't make up her mind for herself, and it's such a disgusting weapon that they're using. And they're making you be painted as evil for having a problem with it. Welcome to two thousand and nineteen. Again, tone of this episode, more on the let's talk about things yeah, side yeah. of things, but that is the case. Oh, Manchester United and the football club at the minute are having huge effects on me, yeah. so please forgive me for expressing my thoughts and how it links into the modern world. But also a quick message to any United fans out there who are throwing the tools out, because not just... Um, Liverpool or not just Arsenal or City or Chelsea, these people exist on every single team. If you guys are now overly humorously self-deprecating yeah. and uh, not looking for answers or not trying to see what the long run is or even not watching games now we're getting fed up and saying we're shit when we are back and you throw on a United jersey again and start singing we'll never die know that you're not welcome no, Manchester funny. United owes us nothing no since I've been born they've won the league 13 times in my first 20 years of life, yeah. they'd won the league 13 times. The club owes us nothing. You owe it something. You owe it to preach for what's best and to preach for what gets us out of this current situation. Yeah. I don't know if um, you people noticed, but there was um, two Michael Anthony Show t-shirts that... Um, that were printed nice design they're unique nice. they have the bird on Fish them do you know what I mean the bird symbol that hasn't really I don't think been explained on the show no, actually, the bird that's... symbol if you look at that dead bird and it's face yeah. just to the right for me it is a symbol of how much we ignore things that kind of factually matter just to pursue things that are completely shallow and irrelevant yeah. and a dead bird on the street is quite tragic now, I'm not trying to be that's some brilliant. kind of real strict tree hugger vegan dude here but I'm saying like that is a lost life and often they're beheaded they're mushed into the ground and we throw cigarettes on them we piss beside them yeah. we walk by them and just okay. pretend it's not happening when birds are crazy they're flying around the sky what are we even talking about so the concept of that dead bird is just a constant reminder of Keep your eye on what matters. Uh, so that's why it's the Michael Anthony Show symbol. We have two t-shirts. Sahara Knight, of course, took she one. one yeah. Demanded two. Also, when she was getting into it for the photo afterwards, um, I don't know if this made you uncomfortable, but I she just like straight it. away got naked. Yeah. Um, in the in the room we were doing yeah. the 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 show in, um, Connor or yeah. Pat or whatever or Veronica Gear said to her. When you put this T-shirt on, yeah, yeah, no, but a bang, nudity. Uh, but she has one, uh, and then there's another one. So to celebrate MA at 50, the show that's coming up next week, we are hitting the half century. Yeah, massive. Not out. Journey. We are giving a, a loyal listener, a long-term listener, 
the chance to be the owner of the only bar the One Sahara Night has printed Michael Anthony Show t-shirt. Um, how you put your name in the hat for the draw is by yeah. you, you get the Spotify and then you exactly, share it onto yeah, the Instagram. Sharing your favorite episode that you've ever had out of the forty nine that have happened so far, you share your favorite episode and tag the show in it. Yeah. Or else you can, um, or else do both. Write to us. Yeah. Tell us what your favorite show is and why. Because the listeners of this show don't get enough credit. No. An unusual bunch. Do you know what I mean? And we don't have a genre. Our genre is we have no genre. Yeah. And you don't know what you're getting each week. You don't know what you're getting with guests. And these guys, they don't want to be labelled. They don't want to be categorised. Because that's all the modern world tries to do to you. You like this, you like that. No. I want all genders, all sizes, all sexualities. Exactly. Tuning in to listen to a genreless genre. Next week it's M850. Right, review the show. The next show. No need to go, just take it slow. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me feel just fine. What's the hell? Makes me see the light. What about those tears? Believe my eyes. How's it make a feel? Makes me feel alright.